Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Tan Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center in beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place, and you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. Hey, listen, I don't care where you're going. I've been standing here since 1959. I've been great. It's a KARZ radio, the Mighty 590. I'm a disc jockey. Under partly cloudy skies, the current temperature in the big town, 79 degrees. You got the tops of the pops, the wax to watch. You got Johnny Hurricane. Brian Edison. Good to meet you, Brian. What's that, guy? What's this clown doing? Hey, come here, squirrel. You want to race that thing? Cops, man. Well, there's your first one. Go make an example. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my wheel. It's coming after us. Dead on it. Great balls of fire. see someone drive one of these in here. Most of them have to be towed. I'm looking for a chassis which I want to stick a big Hemi engine in. You got anything? Cheap. 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 Going racing? Yeah. Pre-war willies rise up like a cutter through ice. Oh, it'd be a miracle just to see one again. Want to see one? Oh, you see one every now and then sitting in an old garage in Rollo, Missouri or by the side of the road in West Lafayette. Or hidden in a junkyard in Lyons, California. Come here. Come on, come on. It moved. Huh? <laughs> but you ain't gonna sell it, right? Sonny Munn offered me a thousand once. I'm gonna race him. Everybody kind of lost interest in these old hot rods. Right. How about your old Dodge body? You have enough left to bail? Sure, I'd like to see it run again. Especially against Munn. Let's talk. If you beat the Muns, it's yours. Free. Just like the old hot rolls. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, every kid used to have one. I'm going to build a car, too. Just like yours. Yeah. It's looking good, Lefty. What kind of engine you ride? <laughs> Rubber band, I guess. <laughs> it's my first engine, too. Don't wind it too tight. Won't start. Schoolhouse Road is happening. Get on down. 
Scott Marsden's doing a root beer. All clear. Hey, how much are we going for, Brian? Hundred dollars a gear. Calling all cars, calling all cars, leaving a big mug and heading your way. Here come the cops. Let's get out of here. Let me remind you folks to be sure and listen to the Hurricane Sanctuary on KARC Radio Free Lions. Takes a lot of strength to depress this clutch. This car can get away from you. How come none of these local guys never let you take the wheel? They were afraid it would get away from I see your driver's license, miss. All right. Sawed a few teeth off. Sorry. Never give me a Knocking around for years. Thought I'd give the Nationals a shot for once. Yeah, go for it. Treat, you know. Thought I'd see how I did with the big boys. I don't care so much about the Muns. This isn't a beat down. Yeah, I know. I just want a fair shot at winning. Thanks for letting me drive your car. You can't break it any worse than I can. See, the secret of street racing is a mystery to most people. But I got to figure it out. It's pretty dangerous. Do you want to hear the secret or not? Sure. When it breaks, you build it again. It blows up with a four-barrel car. Go do quads. Tap blows up injected. Fix it fast. How far? Until it's an automatic, which is boring. Sonny Mon from nearby Lions in the mud. A root beer special. He's the number one qualifier with consistent top time. And Brian Edison in the Violet Spring special. The little guy working at home. What a classic showdown we got here. The way we were and the way we are. Number one, number two qualifiers in the heads-up race. You know, something's got to give. This match has been building for weeks. There's been heartbreaks, teardrops, nuts, bolts, and prayers. Oh! 
trouble. Everywhere I go. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> Seems only fair, brother. Hi, this is Sam Amolo of Motorhead Garage on Fox Sports Network. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Set the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run to your computer and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you missed any of our past shows, they're all podcasted and saved and archived at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, which you can also find on our website. Hey, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? Doing very well, Robert. Thank you. Yourself? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I'll tell you what. That clip that we just played is actually one of my favorite clips, and it comes from a movie that was played back in the 70s, and it's kind of an old street racer, hot rodder type movie, and it's called The Hot Rod Movie, I believe, if I'm correct. Okay? And uh, so if you get a chance to check that out, that's a really cool thing. Now, I'll tell you what. Hey, guys, this is, as my son calls it, Startober Month, because all this month, the rest of this month, we will have... The show host from many of the TV shows, the hit TV car shows that you guys love to watch, just like I do, on Discovery Channel. So uh, without further ado, we'll have one of the gentlemen on, a couple of them, in fact, this evening from one of the shows. And I'm not going to tell you who they are just yet because these guys are real comedians. I, I mean, they're honest car guys, wrenches, they're just funny. And hey, look, you know, it's like this is what really goes on in the shop. You know, if you guys been around since the 70s. Like I have, uh, it still goes on today. We just don't change. All we do, we just age a little bit, but we're still goofy and silly and car guys like we were in the old days. Now, let me give you a little uh, update on the Florida Car Shows Minute. Don't forget, floridacarshows.com. We can find out about all the car shows that are taking place here in the state of Florida. The big event that we're all looking forward to is SEMA. That's the end of the month in October. That's in Nevada. So if you, Nevada, yeah, Nevada, that's right, Las Vegas. So if you guys get a chance, you definitely got to put that on your bucket list. It's a must-attend event. And it's a B&B deal, so you know, got to borrow somebody's dealer license or car license or occupation license to kind of sign up, and you can walk around there. And there's like 26, 2,700 vendors, four or five days of just nothing but cool, cool, cool aftermarket car stuff, cool, cool cars, and definitely anybody and everybody that is part of the who's who in the world of TV and cars and customs and all that other kind of stuff. And the end of the month, we have the Ocala Pumpkin Run. And for those of you that are into vintage racing, SVRA has their big vintage race in Savannah, which is a really cool event, by the way. And uh, let's see, what else we got? I think we got some stuff queued up on the TV, TV, radio. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to throw out some really cool 1970s music. And this is a song called My Little Lucy by a group called Krabby Appleton. Yes. I heard this song in 1970 when I first moved here. 71, actually. So, uh, hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't touch that doll. We will be right back with our first guest for the evening.
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsport, 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hi, this is Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We are back, and you tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I think we got a couple of guests. Uh, well, we're trying to get them on the line here, but you know how that goes every once in a while. So... While I'm here, uh, Alan, you just popped in. So Alan doesn't have a microphone. So Alan, here, just holler in this one real quick, and I'll try to find another one for you. Hey, what's going on tonight, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll just come over here. We'll share this mic. Okay. Oh, it's like kissing cousins. We got our guests on the line? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, we got one of them on there? All right, hold on a second. Okay, good. Now real people. <laughs> now real people. Okay, Alan, you should have been with me this weekend. I was actually appraising a Ferrari, a 1954 Ferrari 500 Mondial. So we'll talk about that another time when we have a little bit more time. All right. Hey, so we got our first guest on the line. And now I, I got to tell you, this guy's kind of comical. He's been around for a long time. He's been on TV for a long time. And uh, he's a mechanic. He's a wrench. But he kind of helped makes this particular show. Now, you probably remember the show. I think it was called Gas Monkey Garage or Loud, Fast and Loud. Well, they got another show. It's kind of a spinoff, but it's actually equally as good and just as funny and real serious about car stuff. And it's called Misfit Garage. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Tom Smith. Tom, are you there? Yeah, hey, uh, yes, I am there, and uh, our show is a lot more funny, and it's way more informative, and it's a lot more fun <laughs> than that, than the other, our, the zippers on our pants are on the front, and the zipper on their pants is, well, basically, it's on the back. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, that's what you're dealing with. That's, that's, that's what we're dealing with. That's why I got fired, because I, I, did, I didn't fit in with that crowd very well. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, no, but you got fired, then you got rehired, then you got fired again, right? I don't remember what the sequence was. Wasn't it something like that? Well, um, Richard fired me seven times. Oh, seven times. That's all. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, now, and, then, and then Discovery, uh, you know, they just finally said, you know, and I was, I was sick of working for Richard, and I will always be grateful for him getting me on TV, but he's made a lot of things difficult for me, and... <laughs> Be nice. But, be nice. <laughs> but I, I, will, I will always uh, be indebted to him because he did get me on TV. So uh, you take the good with the bad. That's right. That's well, right. You take the awesome with the bad. Okay. Well, now, or, Tom. Or you take the incredible with the bad. Incredible with the bad. Now, are you at the shop right now or where are you at? Well, I am actually sitting uh, taking off my shoes in my kitchen right now. Oh, okay. You're taking off shoes in your kitchen. <laughs> okay. Now, Tom, give us a little background. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your car guy, you know, and all this stuff. So where, what's your what's your big claim to fame besides being associated with these uh, top TV shows? Um, well, I've always worked on cars, and I, I do a little bit of inventing. Um, but I, um, my claim to fame is actually drivability. Drivability. You, you, you would have a car that was, you'd take to a dealership like eight or ten times, and they weren't fixing it. Well, I, I would end up getting a phone call, and I would figure out what the hell was wrong with it. Okay. Are you good with uh, basic old school stuff, or are you pretty good with the late model, modern day electronics? Well, late, late model, modern stuff. The, 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 the fun, crazy stuff. You know, the cars where you got to reprogram them to change the brake fluid or oil and stuff like that. <laughs> the new stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's see. I'm used to points and a condenser and spark plugs and 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 a carburetor and stuff like that. So this new stuff, if you got to plug a computer in it, I'm totally lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, uh, it's still the same old thing doing the same old job, and it's just a, uh, they they've just made a really clumsy and uncoordinated way of uh, going about it now, and then, and that's called a computer. Oh, okay. But, now, I now, mean. Uh, I can make a, a points car run just as good as a, a computer car, and I mean, you can tune a computer car to where it runs more efficiently. But I, 
do you still make it just as much power the old way as you can the new way? Okay, cool. Now, what do you have in? Are you do you have some old cars yourself or new cars? Or you collect cars or tell us? I got a couple. I got a couple old cars. What you got? I got a '52 Ford uh, F100. Okay. I got a '54 Ford F100. I got a I got a '52 Willis. Oh really? Yep. That's kind of cool. Now are you and, uh, are you are you by by uh by virtue of let's say kind of a car guy are you a Ford Chevy or Mopar guy? I'm I'm a, probably a Ford guy. Good man. See now you're welcome on the show because we're all Ford guys. Alan's sitting here with me. He's a wrench too. He's a Ford guy too. We're all Ford guys. Ford rules. That's it. I I, I love Ford, but a, uh, an aluminum Ford truck just scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I got my issues with that too. I do diminished values, but that's another story for another day. But uh, anyway, so like, uh, so did you ever when you talk about the working on computers and stuff like that? Did you ever work at uh, any franchise dealers or anything like that to get that kind of background experience, or is it just something you? I worked at a whole bunch of Ford dealerships. Oh, you did? Okay. I worked in the Ford dealerships in Dayton, Ohio. I worked in Ford dealerships here. I got like a it's. Well, if you know about working at a Ford dealership, any time that you invent something working for Ford, uh, you automatically, uh, Ford owns that patent. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. So where are you from originally? Dayton, Ohio. Oh, you're from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of accent up there in Dayton, Ohio, do they? Well, this is how it plans, plays out. Well, I was born in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Well, my mom was born in Georgia. Well, my mom, she was actually a state pregnant for my dad for almost 13 years, and she was tired of being pregnant, so she left him. <laughs> this okay. is when I was five years old. Okay. So from uh, five years old, I lived in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. I thought, and, uh, and it was weird because whenever they have the Masters Golf Tournament, uh, we'd rent out our house, and we'd go, we would go to a cabin in Lincolnton, Georgia. And to me, Easter was always wonderful because we were at the cabin fishing every day. <laughs> okay. So anyway, when I turned 13, I moved back to Ohio. And, uh, well, that's where my speech pattern had already been established as growing up in Georgia. Okay, so that's a Georgia accent. It's a Georgia draw. I have lived in Texas for 20 years. Okay, and you've been in Texas for twenty years. Okay, so you were you're you're basically just what outside of outside of Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I am just north of Dallas. Okay. So, and, that, and, that, and you know what happens is that once you get that twang in you, all you got to do is hear one person say that right key operative word, and bam, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> It, it just switches. I mean, I mean, you don't hear, you don't see a flash of light. You don't hear like a buzz in your ears. Just blam, there it is. And next thing you know, <laughs> you're, a, you're a walk in on hee haw. That's good. That's good. You, you, you're live in the show up tonight. I like that. I like that. Okay. So you got any stories you want to tell us? People love to hear stories, tales, lies. Now we we got to keep oh, it clean. Okay. We got to keep it clean. We got to keep it clean. But you know we like stories. Now now what the the one episode that I watched that was kind of funny is the one with the Jeep where you guys went and bought that thing and then you brought it back and then you switched the paint and the green and then you went to the Redneck Paycheck Fest or something like that. Rednecks and Paycheck is basically a uh, a Mardi Gras in the mud and <laughs> with everything that it pertains to it. Every I've been to every every uh, rednecks and paychecks I've, that they've ever had, uh-huh. except and whenever I show up there, it seems like within minutes I got twenty different kinds of moonshine, and uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend of, uh, of of five years who's been going with me, she actually went with me to the first one, all of them. Well, she has a weakness. For lemonade moonshine, and she will if if I can keep it away from her long enough to get through the evening. But if, if she gets a hold of some lemonade moonshine, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. I mean, the last time we were there, she drank a full bottle or a jar and like two pulls. That means two sips, and it was gone. 
She, I mean, somehow we ended up at Rednecks of Patriots, and she's thirsty. So instead of hydrating like you should with like a Gatorade or water, she hydrates herself with a a beverage that's a, a 80% alcohol by volume and, and drinks a quart of it in seconds. Oh. But that's how it is there. I mean, the the machinery, the engineering, I mean, uh, I mean, you have guys that uh, have a pontoon boat that they're sick of, so what do you do? You what well, you go in there, you put it on a, a a monster truck frame and you put a blown alcohol injected motor in it and uh and you drive through mud pits with it. <laughs> All the guys out there are amazing and and, and if uh, I don't know if you heard about it but uh, you can google it and actually whenever we had that hurricane harvey uh, uh all the guys from Rednecks to Paychecks actually went down to Houston and pulled out all the military trucks that were stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to think that uh, all these civilian guys kind of bailed out the, uh, the the army down there, I just think that was phenomenal. I mean, they did such a good job that uh, that Donald Trump himself uh, shook my uh, my friend uh, Derek Morse's hand and personally. You got to meet Donald Trump? Uh-huh. Wow. There you go. The President of the United States. That's super. Let me ask you this. So, like, the, uh, the, the, the Florida, no, not the Florida, the Texas Rednecks compared to the Georgia Rednecks compared to the, uh, do they have these other kind of parties like that, uh, Redneck parties, Redneck paycheck deals across the country? Uh, not to my knowledge. No. Okay. I mean, they, they probably have something that uh, something in that genre. Yeah. It's not. Uh, you, you can't compare. It. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's like going to the Louvre to look at some pictures, and then uh, going to your daughter's coloring book to look at some pictures. <laughs> I mean, they do it upright. I mean, until you've seen. A 600-foot rooster tail of mud from a truck that's got 7,000 horsepower. You really haven't lived, and and, uh, and 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 it goes for a whole weekend. I mean, they they do spring break there, and and and, and that you literally you come back needing a vacation from your vacation because you are wore smooth out. Hmm. Hey, listen, Tom, hang on a second. We got uh, this other guy that uh, claims he's your boss on the line. So I uh, are we live here? So I'm delighted to welcome the show this evening, the other guy that's on this show that is actually the, the boss, and it's Thomas Wicks. Thomas, are you there? <laughs> Man, I'll be honest with you. No, there ain't nobody can boss those guys around. Those guys up there, they boss themselves. It's enough. I got to tell you. But, uh, but, Tom, I heard what you were saying about rednecks or paychecks. I would call it more of a um, um, a Woodstock in Texas. That's what I would call it. Really. <laughs> Woodstock in Texas. Yeah, Texas Woodstock gathering. I mean, like, like Tom was saying, it is one crazy deal, man. I mean, they come from all over the world. They don't just come from all over the United States. They come over here from all kinds of countries. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, uh, there was even a Japanese guy in the uh, Barbie doll downhill. And the Barbie doll downhill, they take the little Barbie doll cars, and you take a thousand foot uh, hill that's uh, got about a twenty degree grade on it. You line it with hay bales. You put a helmet on this guy, make him sign a waiver, and he goes down this hill that has a serious right turn right at the bottom of it. And uh, we call that the Barbie doll downhill race. <laughs> yeah, and about half of them don't make it, you know, about half of them do. But, I mean, uh, Tom, you know that I found out when we was there that there was a girl in there. That's all she does is professionally do those Barbie downhill races. Did you know that? Because I didn't know that they did anywhere else. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. I really didn't. It was crazy. It's the coolest thing you ever seen, really. That's the only Barbie downhill race I've ever seen. Well, yeah, well, that's probably the only that's probably the only one you've ever been to because they got them all over the United States. Believe it or not, it's a sport. <laughs> it's a sport. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's I mean, I thought, cool. I, I thought I mean, it was I got, a 
Rednecks are paycheck exclusive. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's one of those young girls that come flying. I think one of them that won that deal or something. That she—that's all she does is, is she drives. It's a she tours the whole United States doing those things. Tom, I ran. I didn't know that either until last time we was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, hey, but no. Anyway, first off, first off, I'd like to say thank you for having us on on your show. It's really awesome. We're just a bunch, like you said, we're just a bunch of. Uh, misfits down here in Texas enjoying building cars and having a great time and it's an honor to be on the show. Well, thank you very much for coming in and I appreciate the compliment. Now, tell us a little bit how you guys got together and tell us how the name came about, Misfits Garage. It's actually kind of cool in a way and I like it and it's, I don't want to, go ahead. Well, well Tom, 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 I've actually got the answer to that one, okay? I will, the, let, let Thomas do his half and I'll do my half. Okay. <laughs> No, I let Thomas do his quarter and Tom do his three quarters. <laughs> it was amazing. It, 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 and Tom, if you don't know how that works, that's 75 cents and a quarter. Okay? Do you know how that works? <laughs> Make a dollar. But no, it did. No, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, uh, I was buying and selling cars, you know, to Richard. I'd buy a few, sell a few. And, and uh, uh, Jordan and Tom was working for Richard. And I, I don't know, something went wrong over there, and Eddie called me, and, he, and he, Eddie's our producer back in L.A., and he said, you know what, I, I may have something that, that you guys may all enjoy and, and get into and really really dig the whole scene. And what it was is I told him, I said, well, i got to be honest with you, man, you might want to call it Misfit Garage, okay? And that's how the name come about right there. Wow. Well, yep. <laughs> okay, that's your three quarters. Yeah, that's your quarter time. No, no, it's your quarter, Tom. Go ahead now. <laughs> See, it, it's kind of odd because you got Misfit Garage and you got fired up. Okay. Fired up. When I got tired of working at Ford, it, at the end of the time when I was working at Ford, it was really bad because it was all about narration. And, and it wasn't about working on cars anymore. It was about how well you could tell a story on a card on what you did to the vehicle to fix it. Then who cares what you did to fix it? As long as you fixed it, you can come up with any narration you wanted. Well, I was just totally sick of that because if you're if you're really good at Hemingway, well, you made a hundred dollars. But you're not really good at narrating. Well, you didn't make as much. <laughs> so I well, that, well, yeah, well, there goes Tom's Ford sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just blew you just blew that, Tom. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. But then anyway, I I got really, really drunk that evening and I went to and I went to go get a pizza. Well, next to the place where I ordered a pizza there was this little Asian print shop and they called me about uh, two weeks later. And I done forgot all about it. Well, anyway, I had ordered these cards and these uh, these uh, magnetic door signs, and I paid cash for it. On the doors, it said, FNU Auto Services. Our <laughs> customers have been satisfying us since 1973. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you still got that on the side of your toolbox, don't you, Tom? I still got that on the side of the toolbox. Well, anyway, that's where it came uh, for the uh, fired up garage because of the F and U. Okay. <laughs> and, okay, I got. Yeah, I, I think I came up with Misfit. I came up with Misfit. Tom came up with the bug. All right, Thomas, you're doing fine. Yeah. You sound good. And Tom, your phone's breaking up. So. How about now? Oh, that's the way Tom talks. Is that? The, oh, that's the way Tom talks. <laughs> Yeah. Does it sound better now? Yeah, it sounds much better now. <laughs> no. No. Oh God. So yeah, like, man. when you guys when you guys are doing your show and stuff like that and you try to come up with these cars, whether it's a, you know, an old roadrunner or something you found out in a field or whether it's that old galaxy or some of those and you've actually had some pretty cool cars on your show. How do you guys get together and kinda of think this out ahead of time or is everything pretty much you just kinda of wing it? Well, I mean, to answer that one, you know, uh, sometimes me and Tom, we just go out and we buy something. You know, I got a phone call on or or, or anything, you know, it's on a car I knew about. And, and we'll take it back to the shop and see what these guys' temperature is about building it. And you've watched our show. You know, sometimes they're not too happy about what we're building. And sometimes I'm not too happy about it, you know. But 
you know, you can take you can take any decent car and you can put your you know the fired up twist on it and, and you can make anything cool if you work at it hard enough. Get the right colors, the right motor, the right wheels. You know, you you really can. So you don't have to go out and you know uh, you know hawk half your house just to buy something. You you can take something and and turn it into something. You, you know that that's what I try to install in our fans is hey get that Trans Am out of the backyard and do something with it. You know, quit letting it sit out there and rot to death, you know? It, it, exactly. I mean, and it's also about the stance. But basically, Discovery has the last word. They tell us uh, yay or nay if we're actually allowed to build it. And see, our show is all about the transformation. We can't, we're not even allowed to get a nice car on our show. We have to get something that's like two minutes from the crusher and uh, bring it back to life. I mean, that. Uh, that, and you wonder why John Klump is mad all the time? John Klump has to do more work on the cars that we do on the show than 10 cars that he would do at his own shop. So <laughs> there's so much more work. Because a lot of times you go and you, you, we'll sandblast these cars and there's not a whole lot left of them. Yeah, we sand, but, you know, most of them, every one of us have got, well, you know, besides me, they, everybody gets a tetanus shot. Tom's a little bit right about, you know, discovery, but what they want is, is they, they want a transformation. He's right. They want it to go from hell to heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. they really do. Because the audience don't want to see us go out and buy a nice car and just throw some wheels on it and a different paint job and say, there you go, we built the car. A stereo in it or something like that. You know, you you, you got to you got to do something with it. I mean, you you got to turn it around. And yeah, they. I mean, I don't know if you remember the time that these guys got so mad at me over that GPO that was a total rust bucket. And, and Tom, Tom and the guys get together and they run over it with a tank. Tom took me out there and goes, "Hey, we're going to show you. We're going to show you." They said, "We're going to show you how to fix rust in about fifteen seconds." What are you talking about? And, and, and Tom and Jordan got together, and they run clean over a perfectly good rusted-out GTO. Is it yeah, it, it, that, that GTO was a mess. It had three quarter panels on the left side. I mean, they just cut out the center, hammered it in, and glued another one yeah. on. And it, the frame was gone. And it was uh, the, the guy that sold it to us, was, it was a total con job. And uh, sold it to us in the dark and... It was a yeah. It was a lose lose situation. Well, Tom, uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom. I think I'm going to take the blame on that one. You know, you're right. It was dark in there, and it was hard to see. It was in a wrecking yard, and it was inside. Get it all piled up in the corner over there, and I probably should have checked it out a little bit closer. So, you know, you know, some days, you know, like like my old daddy always said, you know, some days are diamonds and some days are stones, and that one was definitely a stone. It was. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, but it, I mean, it, but it showed the the world that yeah, even us. I mean, we do this for a living. We can get duped. I mean, uh, Thomas is sharp. I mean, uh, there's not a whole lot gets past him, and uh, well, that one uh, got past both of us. So, I mean, it just yeah. shows that yeah, even even yeah, that- even we know when we've been duped, and you gotta. And you just got to draw the line sometime and yeah. say, well, this, uh, this, ain't, this ain't fixable. Yeah. Yeah, but what I bring to the show is that when people see me do something, they go, well, if that guy can do it, <laughs> I can do it. So I build, uh, I am a confidence right. hey, builder. Oh, no, 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 stop. But look, you know what? Tom yeah. may play, uh, you know, the, 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 the antics or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something about Tom. He is a sharp mechanic. <laughs> He really is. Don't let him fool you. He really is. Tom there. Tom, Tom plays that off, but you should see this guy's toolbox. It takes up half the shop. It takes two wreckers to bring it, bring it, bring it in. I mean, he, he's got every tool. He can do anything. So a man that's got that kind of tools, I mean, a man with that kind of tools, that kind of toolbox, he can do most anything. So don't 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 let him fool you with all that, that right there. But I'll be honestly. Let's get back to that GTO for a minute. Man, me and Tom was all smiling when we paid for it, and the closer that car got to the door and getting out to getting out in the sunlight, we we went we went from smiling to crying. I'm telling you, it was oh uh, man, it was it was very and, depressing. And, and and not to mention it was strode all over there. We had to go up on the roof. We had to oh man, it was bad. It really was. But no, yeah. I guess back to the back to the question you know at hand is that. Man, you, you really can fix anything fixable if it makes financial sense. Does that make does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. No, no, no. So, 
Yeah. Now, now, now when you and, do- I, and I, I'm sorry. There, there was one piece of that that I wanted to say is that you know we we all love cars. We do. We hate to see them ruined. We hate to see them. You know, just just rotting away. So we 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 really do. You know, people ask us all the time. Do y'all really build those cars? You got a, a bunch of people offset. You know, off of people in the corners that we're not seeing on TV helping y'all. No. I'm telling you right now, and I do more of the buying and selling. I don't work on the cars a lot. Those guys are, oh, man, I mean, between Tom, I mean, Josh, uh, everybody, John, Grumpy Clumpy, by the way. That's John Clump, Grumpy yep. Clumpy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know if there's nothing. I don't know how this, I don't know how this magic gang, uh, how this magic gang yep. really got together because I don't think there's another shop in the world that can pull it off in four weeks. Okay, and that's filming it, that's buying it, filming it, building it, revealing it, and selling it in four weeks. I don't know anybody that can do that. I really don't. Well, 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 John, Josh, and Kevin, they do a wonderful job at making me and Thomas look really, really good on TV. And I totally appreciate it. I want to totally give them a shout-out. Uh, uh, thanks for making me look good. I might do the return of favor someday. Might not be today or tomorrow, but uh, right now I truly appreciate how good y'all, yeah, me and Thomas looking. <laughs> yeah. How about? Yeah, how about? And, and, and you, I always say, you know, you can, you know, you, sometimes you can't polish the turd, but we, we sure. <laughs> <try>. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but you can smear wax all over that so. <laughs> <laughs> So how does how, how does uh, how does Sue fit into the equation? You still have her do your upholstery work and everything? No, we we had to uh, kind of unload Sue. Sue uh, Sue kind of uh, went expensive on us, and I love her to death and have mad respect for her. But uh, we just parted. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: the the, the, the shows that you know when you guys do your show and you have these other uh-huh. people that do certain things for you on the side, they basically benefit. By being by having the exposure to the show, don't they? I mean, so it's in their best yeah. interest to kind of work with sure. you guys. Right? That, that, that's what we talk them into thinking. I mean, <laughs> don't talk them into thinking. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, I, I, I that's, that's part of the sales pitch. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the sales pitch. Yeah, you you will totally benefit by helping us out. I mean, <laughs> Thomas is really good at. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's. Um, if, if he ever had a, that, he's like a freaking Tom Sawyer. I mean, uh, he got the fence, and next thing you know, he got everybody benefiting from helping him paint the fence. Well, that's Thomas Weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, uh, you know, if you think about it, we got anywhere from from one and a half to three and a half million viewers. You know, and that, that that's the, the the you know every night that we do air, not to mention the reruns. Yeah, I mean, I, Tom. I mean, I've did some some backlash work on that and see if people's business has picked up, and they they do. And on top of that, there's been people that have uh, you know lost those people, and and then now they know where they're at, and and it, it's good for everybody. It really is. Are the cars in Texas now? You're in the Dallas area. Are those cars there for the most part? Because you, you guys tend to come up with some pretty nasty stuff. But the perception here in Florida, because we've got a lot of humidity. Our cars are yeah. rust buckets, okay, and a lot of them came from up north. But I would think that stuff out there in Texas would be pretty dry, pretty solid. Is that not true necessarily? It, 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 I'll be honest with you. I'll answer that one. It's, it's, uh, it depends on where we're at in Texas. I mean, if you buy them down around Houston and, and Galveston and all that down by the coast, yes, they, they are rusty. You know, there might not be much left. But up around the, the eastern part of uh, Dallas area where, where we do, you know, scrounge up a bunch of these cars from, uh, it's it's hit or miss, you know. It really is. Uh, I mean, but now you get out in West Texas, and the interiors are burned clean up. You know, there's nothing left of that, but the bodies will be, you know, good and dry and solid and and easy to yep. work with. So it's six on one side, half a dozen on the other. You know, you're going to lose some things and with the heat, and you're going to gain some things with the dry and heat both combined. Yeah. But to answer your question. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, the uh, northern east part of Texas, they're, they're not so bad. They're okay. You're always going to deal with stuff. Some of these cars are 50, 60, 70 years old that we're, that we're rebuilding. I mean, come on. That's, that's, and these Honda Civics don't make them 10 years, and they're gone, you know? <laughs> so it, it's amazing. It's amazing they, they're still here with us. You know? <clears throat> I mean, you, you, you get these guys that uh, will take this uh, 72 uh, Mercury 
and they'll put it in a garage, not do nothing to it, and uh, the garage will literally rot around it, and they'll pull it out and put it on the side of the, the road, and next thing you know, we're out there trying to buy it from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I do I do find them a lot of my cars. I mean, I've been doing this since I'm, I'm 56 years old, and I've been doing this since I was 15, 16, you know, and... So there's a lot of connections you make in that, in, you know, in that time frame. You really uh-huh. do, and and you know, you know where something's at. You can't buy it for a while, you know. But we're all, like I tell people all the time, is okay. We, you know, we're just we're just keepers of that car till the next person. I mean, these cars are going to outlive us. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I buy them from families that have lost uh, a man that was in the middle of it, or. And he passed away, never finished it. And sometimes we like, you know, me and Tom will both tell you, we like to fulfill that dream, at least to the family. If they're still living, uh, you know, we, we, we like to show them their car. They get to see it on TV. That's the way I wanted it. Or, or, or man, that's the way I always envisioned it. And I'm glad to see something good happen to the car, you know. It's, that's the good feeling part about this, is that, you know, sometimes you get to resurrect uh, something that that is really gone, you know, and and, and and then the people that you bought them from get to see them on TV, and they're really excited, and they call us and 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 tell us, "Wow, man, when's the show going to air? When's the show going to air? I can't wait to see my car," you know. And we keep that stuff really secret and undercover and, until you see it on TV. We we like that surprise factor. We really do. How far? What's yeah. the, what's the furthest you've traveled or will travel to go find a car? If you're are are you looking for something specific? I, if it makes financial sense, it does make no difference where I got to go get it. I've been, I've been in Denver, Colorado. And, you know, one day, two days later, I'm in New York, right back down into South Florida and Miami. See, down in Florida, where you're from, you got a lot of people down there as well that have bought cars. You know, their cars rotted out. So back in the '80s, you know, they were rushed back up north, and they came yeah, to they were... Arizona. Yeah, they came down here and bought them, and now they take care of them as investments. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're rotten cars that came from Dayton, Ohio, right, Tom? I'm telling you, oh my God, yeah. They, and they were, if they bought it in Dayton, it uh, it, it had that uh, that French uh, je ne sais quoi, the, uh, the what do they call that, the halton. It had the halton patina on it. And then, yeah, you go over a bumper, try to put it up on a lift, and that'll just crush right through. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah, one time, one time I was buying a T. Tom, I don't know if I ever told you. One time I was buying a, a TR4, and the only reason I was buying it was because it was serial number zero 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 two. Okay, the first one was a prototype, <laughs> and literally when I was putting it on the trailer, it had four flats. I picked up on the fender to help it on the trailer as I was pulling it up, and the fender broke clean off in my hand. <laughs> it was, uh, but but and then, but you know they saved it because it was you know it ended up all the way back you know the British Society ended up with it and they restored it and they got it in a museum over in London. Wow. Well, so guys, no, I mean, so what's 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 we got about uh, a minute left. So this is uh, what season are you guys in? You guys are been on there for about three years now, right? Is that about right? Yeah, we're season yep. five. Season five. Okay. Yep. And then how many episodes yep. a season do you do? Every, um, they kind of mix that up. I mean, we, it's well, like, we started out with six. Well, they started out going to give us four, and then they started looking yeah. at the footage, and they went to six, and then yeah. we went to eight, and then we went to ten. Okay. Yeah, Richard Rollins was certain that he was going to show the world that he was completely correct for firing me and Jordan. Well, whenever Discovery gets all this footage back, he says, man, we got some good stuff. <laughs> that Tom Smith, he's entertaining. He's smart. <laughs> he's, uh, he's catering to the women demographic. They're giving him an old peaky peek. And, uh, and then, uh, then, then, then Thomas, he, uh, he finds pretty good cars. So it has a little bit for everybody in the family. Super. All right, guys, we are up, we're, we're, up, okay. we're, we're up against the clock right now, but I want to thank both you guys for coming on the show. I want to thank my special guests this evening, Thomas Weeks and Tom Smith, the two <laughs> the two key guys on Misfit Garage yeah. are fired up. Their show is every, what is it? It's Monday night, isn't it? No, oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday night. Okay, see how much I yeah. know. Anyway, on Discovery Channel, you it's, guys take care. I will see you guys in SEMA probably, and definitely want to have you guys come back on the show. And, and, then, and you're 
And you're going to be drinking tequila in SEMA. So, I'm going uh, to be having a beer with you guys at SEMA. You can count on us. So. No, you're going to be drinking tequila. <laughs> okay, tequila. All right, Tom. Well, anyway, anyway, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cards. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreetMotorsports.com, and tune in to our show every Tuesday night on the Tantalk Radio Network. Tell your friends, and we'll see you at some of the car shows. In the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.